Cool. Okay. Let's start. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let me make sure the mic is working. Check, check. Yes, it is. Look, Supreme Being, this is the podcast. We do it twice a week, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time normally. Today we're doing it early because I have to take Lloyd to the airport. So I'm going to bang it out in 30 minutes. First and foremost, as always, this is sponsored by Team BC, my real estate team. If you need anything real estate worldwide, contact us on my website, briancasella.com, and we'll either send you to the right person or we'll take care of you. Number two, Modern Success, my personal coaching and mentorship program. We have anywhere from 40, 50, 60 people, depending on the month, joining every single month. And that's organic, folks. Join. It will change your life, guaranteed. I don't care who you are or where you're from. Number three, EXP. If you're not a part of EXP Realty and you're a real estate agent, contact me or go to join.exprealty.com and get your application in. Okay, let's start. I talked to my team today about something that I want to sprinkle you guys with because it's very important. Okay, listen very carefully and make the connection. All right, number one, number one. Okay, the world and everything in it, meaning nature, people, energy, whatever you want to point at in your environment and outside of you. It's going to respond to you according to not only who you are, but what you're putting out, okay? Meaning energy, vibe, and everything, your beingness, 100%. So with that said, this is what you need to pay attention to. Case in point, okay? We live in a, in a time right now where everybody and their fucking moms wants to give you advice about everything. Think for a second when you decided to do whatever it is that you're doing now, for those of you who took a different route, real estate, social media marketing agency, you want it to be an Instagram model, right? Like some of the girls that are butt models, they just post pictures of their ass and they have millions of followers and they make money. Maybe you wanted to be a porn star. Maybe you wanted to uh, you know, flip stocks like some guys do whatever it is, right? Think about that. Now think when you decided to do that and then you told people or you didn't tell people and you just started doing what you do. Let's think for a second and think back. How many people gave you advice? Just think. Whether it was advice that you wanted or not or you asked for it or not, forget that for a second. Just think of how many people and how much advice you got, okay? Because as I think back, it would be like the movies where like you they would un lower the scroll, right? And it would be like, because suddenly everybody had such an expert opinion about what I was doing in my life. People who hadn't talked to me in fucking years suddenly wanted to sit me down and have a 30 minute or hour long conversation about what I've decided to do with my life. Listen to that statement. What I decided to do with my life. That statement right there should be all that you need when you do anything in your life, as long as you're not hurting people and breaking laws, of course, right? Because I never promote that. But if you make a decision, you, about something in your life, that's it. Anything that comes outside of that requires, or I should say, should require you to actively say, okay, let me hear it, or so-and-so person, company, individual, group, I'm seeking advice in this, please give. but it's backwards. How many of you, going back to that first example, you took advice from people who had nothing to fucking do with what you wanted to do for the realtors? How many people who have zero knowledge 
or information about real estate, have zero understanding of entrepreneurship, zero understanding of how to run a business, zero understanding of how to make money, zero understanding of how to manage money, zero understanding of how to communicate and sell, gave you advice as if their word was law. I'll raise my hand for sure. That happened to me a lot. And then I remember being back then thinking, well, I was taught, okay, I have to listen to everybody and give them a fair shot. So let me just listen to this toxic bullshit this person's going to tell me. Oh, well, you know what? You really shouldn't do it. You know, um, you're going to fail and most people fail. It's like, why the fuck am I going to listen to that, dude? So I started questioning it and saying, who are you to tell me that? Are you in a position to give me that, that information, by the way? So you were somebody who ran a successful business and now you're imparting that knowledge and wisdom on me or you're just the fucking bystander who's talking shit. Please designate who you are right now. But you were made wrong for questioning where the information came from because we're all the same and we're all supposed to listen to everybody. Give me a break, dude. Really? Because that's the stupidest shit I've ever heard. If the number one financial planner on the planet gets on stage to give you financial advice and then the person next to him is some bum they got off the street who has a penny to his name, are we supposed to give both of them a fair shot? Or is it safe to say that logically and common sense says, hey, I'm supposed to listen to this financial advisor. I may listen to the other guy talk, but I'm not going to take to heart what he says about money. Now, this should be painstakingly obvious for everybody. Well, no shit, Brian. Yeah. Well, yeah, you'll say that here. But then when you live your life off of this podcast right now, you take advice from motherfuckers who have no business giving advice, let alone in the category that you're pursuing. It's insane. It's insane. So I ruthlessly cut those people off. How many of you entertain stupid, mindless conversations that you don't want to entertain and actually be a part of? How many of you get approached at your office or when you're out on the street, especially the women? And because you want to be polite, you entertain like, oh yeah, and you entertain the fucking conversation you want nothing to do with. Because you've been made to feel you're wrong for saying, dude, I don't want to talk to you. Or you know what? I don't want to talk. We're taught to disrespect ourselves first and not disrespect other people. Does that make any sense? Because that's what it boils down to. And I don't do that anymore. I don't do that. I don't disrespect myself at all. Though somebody just said, I do sometimes. You need to eradicate that behavior. You know why? One of the first things you have to realize is in this area of what I'm talking about, this shows up somewhere else. Now, I'm not going to tell you where it shows up specifically. I'm going to let you guys try to figure that out on your own because this is where the learning for you comes in applying some critical thinking and making connections. I'm not just going to spoon feed it to you. But that scenario that I gave you pops up in other places. And if you can make that connection, good. It's going to help you a lot in those other areas for sure. But you have to be able to put your foot down in these situations and say, no, I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to hear your advice because just like they have the right to tell you, of course, I can't stop people from messaging me on Instagram or or giving me their advice, cool. I mean, yeah, they have freedom of speech, cool. But you can reciprocate that freedom and say, no, 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 no. Cool, thank you for sharing. I don't have to accept it, goodbye. That's it. You're not wrong for doing that. 
Because if you're wrong for doing that, they should be wrong for spewing their opinion when you didn't ask for it. And I started challenging people. Oh, well, you need to do this. Then ask for your opinion. Oh, well, you should be open to constructive criticism. Absolutely, from somebody that I'm asking constructive criticism from. And somebody who's qualified to give me that criticism, not Joe Schmo. Even when I want to correct somebody or help somebody, I ask. Would you like some feedback regarding that? And if they tell me no, then I don't say shit. Even if I'm in an authority position, I don't just say, well, you need to do this and you need to do that. Who wants to be told what to do? Many of you grew up with your parents telling you what to do and you fucking hated it. What did we hate hearing? Because I said so. We fucking hated that. We're like, that's bullshit. That's not a logical, justified reason for you to act the way you're acting. We hated it. But now suddenly, we're supposed to accept that behavior as adults because we have to live in the real world now? You see how twisted shit is? And, and what's expected and what's socially acceptable? It's fucking disgusting. It really is. So when you start operating on a different level, people will respond to you. Remember what I said in the very beginning? People will respond according to how you are, your beingness. So the person who doesn't abide by those rules is treated differently and they have a different vibe to them. This is what I'm talking about. When we talk about graduating to another level where you can influence more, where when you walk into a room, people are like, oh shit, who's that? This is one of those things, but this isn't talked about. This isn't something you wear. This is on the inside that radiates. Yet everyone keeps running to all the bullshit that's taught about, oh, say this or wear this or do this. It always comes back to inside, the mind. Always. And it always will. Because that's going to be the lowest common denominator. If that soil here is not fertilized with the right shit, good luck. We've been told and we've read in a lot of books, your mind is a garden. Yeah, think of it that way. What are you putting in it? Are you watering it? Or are you putting fucking poison in your mind? Are you allowing other people to come and plant weeds with their stupid bullshit opinions that you don't want, but that you feel you have to accept? It's interesting, isn't it? It really is. So, I mean, I, I talked about this with my team for like 30, 45 minutes, right? We went a lot deeper into this whole rabbit hole, but I wanted to remind people of that because I've been saying this for years, but I still see people suffer from it. And now maybe it's not always, but I'll get like the comment, oh, sometimes. It needs to be either you eradicate it and that's it. We still cannot allow these things to fuck with us even a little bit because if it's just a little bit, it's just as bad as it fucking with you all the time. It has to be eradicated completely. And then the excuses come in. Well, well, you know, here's the thing. It's like my mom that said that. I don't care. My parents are on here. I don't care if they give me unsolicited advice or, or the next guy. I'm still going to reject it because they're not an authority in that position, regardless of what title they hold. Mom, dad, brother, cousin, doesn't matter. Now, the art form, because that's what it is, of rejecting it artfully, now, that's a separate subject. I don't just tell my parents, fuck you. No, I don't do that. You can ask my parents. They're probably on here. I don't do that. I'm a lot smoother about it. But again, that's a different skill. Understand what I'm, the principle that's being taught here. Right? Some of you uh, have businesses and you market. How many of you are, are, are second guessing what you want to do marketing wise? Because one fucking bozo said, well, uh, I wouldn't appreciate that if you did it. Who cares? I don't care what that one person said who didn't like it. How about for those of you who are actively selling? 
you worry about that one guy who didn't like you instead of focusing on the 99 people who actually want to listen to what you have to say and will possibly buy what you want to sell. You're so concerned about that one guy. Well, how can I convert that one guy? Forget that one guy. Go after the other 99 who actually see value in you and want to buy from you. Because then that one person who focuses on that one asshole who doesn't want to buy, their whole mental state is fucked up. Man, this is tough. Nobody wants to buy what I have to sell. This industry sucks and I've been working and grinding. Shut up. You're a mess. Why? Because you focus on one thing incorrectly and it destroys your whole fucking world. And I give a lot of sales references because that's the world that I live in, right? I'm surrounded by it. Those are my colleagues and you know, that's kind of what I'm in. And I'm always listening to people and hearing them out or hearing stories or talking to this guy and that guy. And I see the same underlying tone. I'm like, dude, for somebody as, as successful as you, how can you still be suffering from this shit that I'm talking about on the podcast? And you've been in this game for fucking 20 years. Come on, dude. Wake up. But hey, what do I know? I'm just some punk little kid who's new in the business, right? How many of you accept that, by the way, for those of you who are maybe my age or even younger? You accept the fact and you think that it's fact that because you're younger, people aren't supposed to take you serious. What kind of crock of shit is that? That's bullshit. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? If I'm 25 and I've been studying sales for seven years since I was 18, and I go up against a guy who's 50 who's been selling quote for years but never really studied it who's really more proficient at it probably the guy who's been studying for seven fucking years but you will have been that guy who studied his whole life but because you're 30 and all these other bozos who have nothing not a penny to their name oh well you're young i wouldn't take you serious all of a sudden you're like oh no one will take me serious i'm only 30 years old i'm only 25 I'll be 33 this year and I still get that vibe from some people. Oh, you've been in real estate five years. Well, you're so young and blah, blah, blah. It's like, shut up. I don't want to hear it. But go ahead. Keep, keep spewing your limiting beliefs and your views on the world on me because you don't know who you're spewing them on. I have like a shield that bounces right back off to you. Because now you get to the point where you can literally be swimming in this and it's like it's not a problem for you. You're like, oh, okay, cool. This is just other people. I'm fine. As simple as this shit is, as like elementary as this is, like kindergarten, people think they've graduated from this, but they haven't. If you're afraid to make video, you're suffering from this. If you still don't stick to your schedule every day and you keep making excuses about motivation and all this other shit, you're suffering from this. If you find it a struggle on the weekends to actually keep working because you feel this obligation after vacation or take time off just because it's the weekend, you're suffering from this. If you're afraid of building your skills and whatever it is that you're doing, it's because you suffer from this. And you have some sort of internal conflict about it. Straight up. You may suffer from it a little bit or a lot, but you're suffering regardless. So the next step is what are you going to do about it? Things come up throughout your day where this is presented to you. And you have to respond with A or B. B, you fail, you don't respond correctly. Or A, you respond correctly and you graduate. And then you will be continuously tested, of course. How are you responding? 
Because if there's 10 opportunities in the day and eight you respond right and two you respond wrong, well, you're still wrong. It has to be 10 out of 10. Then the next challenge will be presented. Then the next one, then the next one. That's how this stuff works. Because you're always going to be presented with the next challenge. It's not like you hit a certain level and all of a sudden everything is fucking rainbows and sunshine. You heard, uh, who was it? Um, Mace, right? More money, more problems. That has great context, actually, because the more success you have, however you deem success to be, more challenges will come up with it, for sure. This is just, again, I consider this very elementary, but people don't. They're like, oh, that's not that big of a deal. Yes, it is, because this is the underlying root of why people don't take action and they suffer, okay? So with that said, I know I'm on a time crunch, guys, so I'm going to open it up for five or 10 minutes because I know sometimes there's a lot of questions, so I'll open it up now, and then I'll end this episode early because, uh, again, I'm on a time crunch, so I want to get to your questions. Yeah, this is great. People always tell me I'm not capable of things when their only excuse is my age. Yeah, dude, it's bullshit. What the fuck does age have to do with anything, dude? It's stupid. I don't know where people come up with this shit, man, and they buy it. They buy their own bullshit, dude. That's the scary part. I tell them, I'm like, if you believed in yourself and your capabilities as much as you believe in my incapabilities, your perceived incapabilities of me, you would be a billionaire. Dalton, what's up, man? Modern success in the house. By the way, every single one of you on here who's not on modern success, you need to get on, man. You got to go to the link in my Instagram bio. I don't know what you guys are waiting for. Some of you religiously are on all my lives, but you're still not on modern success. Killing me. Questions, 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 questions. Oops, anybody on Zoom? No questions on Zoom? Okay. Everybody's quiet today. If there's no questions, I'll log off. Hit me with something. Come on. Best way to get leads in real estate. Oh, you're killing me. Isaac, go to my YouTube, brother. It's a combination of prospecting, which is door knocking and cold calling. You can do some stuff on social media. You can do open houses. It's a mixture of everything. There is no best. How do you stay so motivated, Dalton? Get out of here, dude. People need motivation to grow. They must not be hungry to grow. Yeah. Australia was amazing. Right? I went last year too. So it was really cool. When people say bring me a buyer, uh, Mario, I have a two, I believe two videos on YouTube explaining that in depth with many responses. I recommend you check that video out. It's going to be much better than me just giving you one line here. It's a flawed way of thinking. I think what Brian says on IG is fire join modern success now. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yep. There you go, Andreas. Good, 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 good. Just switch my phone to number to the area I'm selling in. Doesn't matter, Dave. That's irrelevant. You still believe in mailers? Sure, they work, but be ready to do it consistently a lot over time and then probably follow it up with calls and door knocking if you really want to cement it. Uh, handling unreasonable expectations for requests for repairs. Um, that's a tough one, dude, because it depends on which side of the fence you're on. If you're on a buyer side where there's multiple offers, you have no leverage. It's all about leverage and negotiations. So it can be unreasonable, 
what a seller is asking a buyer. But if the buyer is up against multiple offers and he really wants the house, he'll probably cave in and give into it sometimes, right? So it really depends. If you don't have any leverage, dude, it's tough. But if you do have leverage, then it's very easy. But what you need to do is always appeal to people's, um, we can say, reason in negotiations, right? So if I'm on the short end of the stick, I feel BT, I may say something like, well, you know what? My buyer's just asking for what's fair. I know you have multiple offers, but you know, item A, B, and C, I mean, in most cases, that would be done because, you know, we're talking about just being fair. What my buyer is asking isn't unreasonable, right? But again, it's all leverage and negotiations, dude. Jason, go to my YouTube, bro, if you want specifics on how long it took me to get my first sale and stuff. I have specific videos about that. 50-50 commission split depends, Yusuf, depends where you're getting that. You will definitely tell your friends and family about BC. Yep, Mercer. I agree, bro. Hosted first open house. Sweet. Hello. Awesome. What else you guys got? It would probably benefit you guys a lot more if you asked me questions in regards to what I was talking about or something similar. I know most of the people who follow me are like newer business people, but um, a lot of the stuff you guys ask, you can find on my YouTube. I have over a thousand videos. I think I have 1,100 videos now for free on YouTube. And most videos are about 10 or 15 minutes long. So. Uh, if the training and support is good, it makes it worth it. Yeah, if it's not good, then fuck no, it's not worth it. <laughs> I know people who do 50-50 splits and their teams are garbage. And I know some that their teams are great. So it depends on the team, dude. It really depends on the team. Uh, I don't recommend open houses because you're better off going door to door or cold calling. And if you do do an open house, it's all about promoting it correctly and doing it right. If you do a traditional open house, without all the activities that I recommend in my YouTube video, then it's going to be a waste of time because nobody's going to go. You have to make it an event. If you just put a couple signs out and open the door, dude, no one's going to come and it's going to be a complete waste of your time. That's why. Over 140 vids and modern success. Yeah, that's just the lectures, dude. That's not including all the daily videos that I do. Then we're probably talking another 250. What do you think it promotes an acquaintance to a friend? If I call somebody at three in the morning and say, hey, I'm stuck, I need your help, and they come get me, that to me is a friend. Until they do that, I wouldn't consider them one. Uh, Brian, if a store, they don't greet you and give bad customer service, do you return the bad service or do you stay positive? Well, yeah, I mean, I can't control how other people are, dude. I'm not going to let it affect me, but I probably won't go back to that store, that's for sure. <laughs> Plus the upcoming MS event. Yep, I believe. Time do I usually go to sleep? Uh, 11.30, midnight, usually. Good answer. You're goddamn right it was a good answer. I'm not going to give you anything less. Unless you consider go to my YouTube a bad answer, then I guess that could be a bad answer. But in reality, it's not. Upcoming MS event. Yeah, I do two live events, Misail, for the... Modern success crew. You take overpriced listings. Is that a serious question, bro? Based on everything you've learned from me and how I am, do you think I would take an overpriced listing? 
Come on, you know the answer. Yeah, that's why uh, spam, spam whammy secret, that's why they work at uh, Target and they get paid a flat fee. I don't like Tesla's Dalton. I'm probably going to make a clickbait video and say why I'll never buy a Tesla and it'll get a ton of views. Uh, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the electrics, dude. I want to hear the motor. I want to hear the turbos. I want to hear the exhaust, right? If it's electric, I feel like I'm just being driven around like a fucking, like a, what was that show back in the day? The Jetsons. I feel like I'm, you know, I'm not like driving a car, you know? That question about overpriced listings, you, you need to analyze that. I'm, I'm a bad person if I take an overpriced listing. You know why? Because the moment a overpriced listing, and for those of you who aren't in real estate, meaning I'm, I'm going to list a home with the seller knowing the price is too high and it's not going to sell. What does that say about me as a professional if I'm willing to do that? I know it's not going to sell. So let's say I'm like, well, my sign's out and um, you know, I'm going to get more business. Well, that's fucked up. You're getting business and recognition at the expense of somebody else, but are you really though? Because all everybody sees in the neighborhood is you can't sell a house. Yeah, sales is an ancient art, bro. Yeah, that book was made in 1999, of course, dude. Yeah, some of, some of them are pretty quick, but they're only quick for the first couple seconds, dude. Race, race a Tesla going 100 to 200 miles an hour versus a motor car, and you'll see. They have a instant torque delivery. That's why the all-wheel drive ones, they don't have to worry about spinning their tires and they take off quick. But after the first couple seconds, dude, they drop off. I've had Teslas like try to race my Lambo on the freeway and like within two seconds, I'm fucking 10 car lengths ahead of them, dude. I-8s are cool. Yeah, they look cool for sure. Yeah, I mean, they do good, dude. I mean, a lot, a lot of Tesla people, I mean, they are quick, man. Off the line, they're very fast because they don't spin their tires and all you have to do is just slam the gas, you know, versus if you have like a manual and you have to drop the clutch, it's a little different. When is the next MS event? Um, I haven't set a date yet, bro, but it'll be in the next couple months. Yeah, nobody comes in Tesla's, of course, dude. I don't know where the next MS event will be, dude, but it might be like in Vegas or somewhere like that. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. Maybe I'll do it in LA again. I don't know. All depends on kind of what I put together. I might do Texas, right? Um, we'll see. We'll see. Never saw an email. I get, at this point, bro, I get dozens and dozens of emails, personal emails and team emails a day, dude. That's why people send me emails. I, sometimes I can't even check them. There's a Hellcat, nice. Rotary engines, I don't know much about them, dude. I know the RX-7s had rotary engines, right? The old school ones. Not really a fan of them though. Not, not to say not a fan, but I'm not familiar with them. It's a platform I'm not familiar with, you know? Per, good percent gain on a flip. 
Well, on a flip, dude, you're minimum going to want 10 or 15%. Like minimum. I would say probably shooting for 20 is good. Yeah. Yeah, I had a charger. Yeah. Some of the American cars are cool. I just, I'm not a fan of how a lot of them look personally. I like the older models way better than the newer ones. Cool. Okay, guys, I got to go. I got to run. Appreciate you being here. As always, Team BC Real Estate sponsors this. Contact us at briancasella.com if you need anything worldwide real estate. Number two, modern success. Get your ass on the program. I don't know what you're waiting for. Go to briancasella.com. It's on the front page. I expect every single one of you to join. And three, um, EXP Realty. Go to join.exprealty.com and get your application in or message me personally. Somebody said spit some mindset stuff. What do you think I just did for the last 30 minutes, bro? Where you been? Anyways, that's it for this episode. Every Monday and Wednesday, normally at seven. Today, it's a little bit early, but we'll catch you on the next one. All right, peace.